Welcome to the Boss Life with Bond podcast, hosted by yours truly, Siobhan Bonnie Patterson. From struggling single mom working as a server to successful entrepreneur, master at manifestation, and your mindset mentor, I'm here to help you master your mindset, let go of limiting beliefs that have you settling for less, and help you step out of your comfort zone and into your highest, most evolved, and abundant version of yourself. Each episode is your personal dose of mindset and manifestation training to help you create a life where you're the boss. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. This one is actually being recorded live in my Facebook group. And so it's going to be a little bit more structured than some of my uh, new shorter ones that I'm doing where I've gotten to this state where I really miss talking often. I really miss those moments where I get just instant downloads and I just share them with you guys. That's why I used to go live so often all the time because I had just started my spiritual awakening and my personal power journey. And it was like download after download. And I just wanted to share everything right away all of the time. Uh, But that did get a little bit draining. So what I decided to do instead, because For those of you that are familiar with Christian hip hop and the Christian uh, community, there's a rapper named Lecrae. And I'll never forget this line that Lecrae said. He said, when that inspiration hit me, I write it while I try to fight it. And that stuck with me because I cannot tell you how many times throughout the years, especially while I was in ministry and, and doing youth ministry and just, you know, working for the Lord. And I would get these downloads from him or ideas. And I was like, oh, I'll remember that. I'll be in the shower, right? Showers where I get my best thoughts. And then literally two seconds later, I can't remember that thought to save my life. And it happens all of the time. And so even my, my staff knows, like, I'll just start, I'll start, I'll, I'll just send the messages like, yo, I want to do this. Yo, I want to do that. And they're like, what do you want us to do with this information? I'm like, nothing. Just hold on to it because when I have the space to bring it to fruition, we will. But for right now, I got to get these words out because I will forget them. So if you are like me and you get ideas back to back to back to back to back, One, I want you to know that that is a beautiful sign. That does not mean that you are scatterbrained. Well, you probably are, but that does not mean that anything is wrong with you or that there's anything that you need to fix. It just means that you are now receptive to God or the universe speaking directly to you and you're getting these divine downloads and you need to write them down. That's why I literally have no less than one, two, three, four journals. And that's not even half of the journals that I have. I have one. um, I have so many journals because I know that when words hit me, they need to go somewhere. They need to get down on paper. I also send myself text messages. I send myself audio messages. And now coming full circle, when I get an idea, instead of waiting to record it on the podcast, because I want you guys to feel that raw emotion that I feel when it came, I just record them on auto messages and I'll be uploading them to the podcast as like little miniature podcast, little shorts. I'm trying to think of um, a cute, catchy name for them. A little quick breakdown with bonds or something. I don't know if you guys have any ideas, let me know. But anywho, I just wanted to share that with you. So if you are a devoted, committed uh, listener to the podcast and you notice that when I first started, they'd probably be like 20, 30 minutes and now they are longer. 
Um, I do interviews with people on Saturdays or I will batch record on Saturdays. And when I don't record them live, I'm able to expound on things, um, especially on the weekends. Right after this, I have a coaching call, so I usually have to cut it short. So anywho, you'll be able to have long podcasts where I go in depth with things. Those are the Saturday ones. You'll be able to get the ones like this on Thursdays that I do in my Facebook group. So it's more of like a group training, group coaching call, uh, just to kind of enlighten and train and then the shorter ones will be divine downloads that I got that I wanted to share with you guys. So that is that. We're going to hop into today's topic today about being what it means to be in alignment or sis, you're out of line. And for those of you that have never felt what it feels like to be in alignment, oh my goodness, sis, it is the best feeling in the world. Okay. The definition of alignment is a position of agreement or alliance. So when you think of yourself and who you are, I need you to first understand that you are more than just a sack of bones. You are more than just a human being walking around uh, by accident. Uh, Whether you believe more in science, spirituality, intelligent design, God created the world with his breath, whatever you want to interpret it as, none of those things happen by accident. Even if you believe in the Big Bang Theory, everything came together for a reason to create this world and you are a part of this world. And so that's number one. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You are not a random thing that just is on the earth. And I know that that can be hard after years of being told that you were nothing or that you were worthless, or maybe nobody said it to you. Maybe you felt it by the way that people treated you or the way people didn't treat you or the way that you got overlooked. Or if you're a female, maybe when you go places, you notice men never hold the door open for you or that they never make eye contact with you and smile at you, or you never get chosen for dates or you never get swiped. Is it right? I don't know. Um, you know, maybe you don't feel like you have much to contribute. And so you don't feel like you have a purpose. The other day I posted, uh, actually, I got to be a guest on the Million Dollar Mind podcast. That was such an honor. And at the end of the call, he asked me to create, I didn't know he was going to hit me with this. And he's like, Bonnie, give my audience a red pill or blue pill scenario. And I was not ready for that question. But the first thing that came to mind for me was, would you rather have your soulmate and nothing else that you want in the world. Like, you know, like, oh, we don't have to be rich. We just got to have money. Or would you rather never meet your soulmate, but fulfill your life's purpose? And I can see why a lot of people would say have their soulmate and nothing else. And I'm not knocking that at all. Hear me out. I'm not knocking that at all. But what I noticed is that a lot of the people who said that, that that's what, first of all, not a lot of people said that. The majority of people voted the same way I did. Like, yo, I'd rather fulfill my purpose and not have a soulmate. That's what friends and family are for. You can share your wins with them, whatever. But I noticed a correlation with the people who, and I know them, they have not necessarily found their purpose They may have a career, they may have a fulfilling career, they may have a job, they may even be in a relationship and be happy. And that's why they said, I'd rather have, you know, my husband, my wife, the love of my life, than know my purpose be, than have my purpose fulfilled because they don't even know what their purpose is. And so for them, their purpose is their significant other. And I'm not saying that's either right or wrong, but I am saying as someone who has had a very tumultuous relationship with relationships, Um, passionate relationships, I can confidently say (laughs) um, that for me, what means the most to me is fulfilling my purpose. 
And I know that God has someone for me and it's just not the right season. But right now where I'm getting the most fulfillment is from fulfilling my purpose. Because for years I spent my entire 20s searching, longing, desperate, wanting someone to love me, love all of me, love me with my baggage, love me with my mess, love me with my kids, love me with my insecurities. And then I realized that I was seeking love for the wrong reasons. I was seeking love so that someone would make me feel whole and make me feel complete. And we already know that that is a recipe for disaster. You need to become complete. You need to be complete and whole before you go latching on to someone else, hoping that they will fulfill you. Because when that relationship ends, just like with anything else, your ego is now searching for identity because you wrapped your identity up in another individual. So for me, fulfilling my purpose is is key. You know, I think that in the fulfillment of my purpose, that that's where I would find my soulmate. And that's why it's my purpose. <laughs> trick, trick them there. But anywho, I wanted to start with that because I need you to realize that you, you have a purpose, whether it's, whether it's to be, you know, one of the bigger names in the world, or maybe it's one to support the bigger names in the world, or maybe it's to be a catalyst of change, or maybe it's to change. Like everyone can't be the star of the show. So don't feel like, oh, well, I wasn't called to be a, a, a author or a coach or a leader. So I don't have a purpose. That's not what that means. And I fell into that trap when I was in church. I fell into the, oh, well, everyone, you have a voice to speak. So that means you're going to be a pastor whole thing. And that's where I got my identity wrapped up. And God has used so many of the things that I learned. And we'll get into that in the show. God has used so many things that I have learned through my pastoral training and my leadership training to do what I'm doing now. And that's my purpose. But at the time, I could only see it through the lens of this. This is how I identified myself as the born again believer that is in church. So I must be a pastor. So be aware that your purpose may not look how you think that it should look. And the things that you're going through, just like when you go to college, like me, and you think that this is the major I'm going to work in when it has, you end up working in something that has nothing to do with that major, but the preparation is what helped you get there. So that's a whole nother story in itself. But nonetheless, I want you to really hold on to this idea that you are more than just an accidental human being, that you are a body, that you are a mind, but you are also very much a soul and your soul or spirit is connected to God and connected to the divine to the divine. And the the more that we distance ourselves from that notion, the more cut off from God or from source energy, the universe divine, just so you know, I'm going to use one moving forward, but it's, I'm always going to be referring to the same thing. But I just didn't want any of you super, super scriptural people to, to tune me out because I say, I don't say God. Um, I think God is so much bigger than what humans understand and that God is perfectly okay if... Um, the humans that they created. I say they because God is not a man or a woman. And I'm really just starting to realize how much we put God in a box. And we say, don't put God in a box. You say God's not a, a human and yet we call him man. So anywho, I want you to understand that the more that you distance yourself from the divine, the weaker you will feel, the less purposeful you will feel, the less empowered you will feel. You ever you wonder why you feel cut off. You wonder why you don't feel special. You wonder why you don't feel like you have a purpose. And it's because you have spent um, a long time, maybe because of bitterness, because of church or disappointment or your parents distancing yourself from this idea that there is a creator that loves you and that has designed you with a purpose. You will have a hard time fulfilling your purpose the more distant you are from the divine or from the notion that this is your purpose. So 
when to know that you're out of line. You will notice friction or resistance. We'll start with friction and resistance. I often talk about the two places that resistance comes from, your lowest self or your inner child, your shadow, the version of you that is not quite ready to take this uh, step in the right direction to get into alignment because this lower version of you, your lowest self, has not done that stuff like this before. And so it is scary and they um, we, create, we equate change and we equate uh, moving forward with uncertainty and uncertainty and your human instinct could lead to death. So it is a natural instinct to be afraid and move forward. And that's why I'm a a, a loud proponent of doing inner work and inner healing and shadow work and going back and really paying attention to how all of the experiences that you survived, not necessarily healed from, but survived have shaped the way that you think now and how they have became your meta programming, which is basically the instruction manual for how you operate. And so when you try to get into alignment, when you try to take steps, even if they're baby steps and you notice resistance, uh, it has to do, it can come from the fact that you have been programmed to avoid challenge and to avoid discomfort out of fear, safety, and self-preservation. Now, on the other hand, when you notice resistance or friction to you trying to move forward with something, it could very much be your highest self saying, this is not for us. And so I just wanted to lay that foundation before we move forward. Now, when it comes to being in alignment or out of alignment, what you'll notice is a lot of friction and a lot of resistance in your life while you try to stay out of alignment. Example, what what do I mean? So... The moment that I decided to stay with my youngest son's father, that was a wrap. Like I I know that God changes everything around for our good, but my life was just a shit show from there. Everything went wrong. And when I say everything, guys, like the things that would go wrong in my life didn't make any sense. There was there was no way someone could have this much bad luck. There was no way someone could have this much just back to back to back, just craziness. Like my life every day was drama. It was always some sort of fight. Someone's getting arrested, some sort of issue. I was a drug dealer too. Some sort of issue with clients, you know, just, uh, just people with guns and cars car chases and people getting arrested and people wanting to fight and people wanting to jump people and just it was always something and it stayed like that for so long that I started to believe that that was just what life was and I just kind of expected to wake up to drama every day let me tell you that is not how life is supposed to be and if that's what you're experiencing I want you to understand that that's probably because you are out of alignment and the universe is trying to shake you like don't you get it you're not supposed to be here wake up wake up wake up, but we just like kind of settle and we're like, well, I guess this is it. And then you think that you're supposed to be living this life of turmoil, of drama, of disappointments, of no wins, of low level living people, of people who give you backhanded compliments, of bosses that treat you like you're not anything, of people that treat you like you're not anything. And all of this is happening because now I'm going to get really woo woo. I do believe in the, the kind of like the, 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 the Dr. Strange concept, the multiverse, where one single decision that we make can affect, can create a totally different ripple in time. So if we had made one choice to maybe not stay in that relationship a day longer, maybe the whole trajectory of our future would look different. And that's not good or bad. I just, that means, For me, that means that I really value the weight of my decisions and the weight of who I associate with and the weight of the directions that I take in my life because I can always get back online, but just knowing back in alignment, but I know that one step can actually put me in a totally different direction. 
And the same thing with you. One step, one small decision can put you back into the path that you were, you were supposed to be on, but you have to first realize that you are not on the right path. And one of the biggest signs to me, or one of the big exam- biggest examples of me being out of alignment that I can remember is when after I had broken up with my baby's father um, in 2008, I think he, uh, no, before 2008, I think it, no, it was beginning of 2008, he picked me up, I came home, I went to the club, because um, I was 20 years old, 21 maybe, and I should be able to go to the club, but he was very controlling. And when I came home, he pretended to be asleep on the couch. And so I went to my room, changed into my pajamas, came back out, should have stayed in my room, but I came back out to bake myself some breakfast. And like a psychopath, he leapt off of the couch into the kitchen, over the counter, and just was so aggressive with me and picked me up and dropped me on my face on the tile in the kitchen. And I think that's when I woke up and realized like, yo, this life is not going to get any better. This is, this is your life. This is the life that you have chosen because you didn't want to leave him because you were so afraid you couldn't make it on your own because, because you just wanted to be loved so badly. He's going to kill you or you're going to continue to stay in fear in your own house. And that's when I woke up and I, I got my shit together and I, and I got an apartment with one of my life, like my rider dies who stayed with me throughout the whole time of our relationship with him, even though she was looking at me like, girl, he's the worst person on earth. What are you doing? But she stayed by my side and we got an apartment and I was feeling really good about myself. I had had a job for about three years um, at this local seafood restaurant called Shell, Shell Seafood. So I felt stable enough. I didn't need him anymore. I had a job for three years. I had a friend that, you know, and I, and I got my two kids and I'm like, I'm doing this. And also um, in that year, I had lost my best friend. That was the year that my best friend took his life. And it was also the year of the recession. It was just a lot of things happening. And it also was the year that I decided to commit myself back to God because I was like, dude, this life is crazy that I have created. Um, I can't do this on my own. I let, let's try this again, God. And so then I got back into alignment, if you will, and picked up the purpose that God spoke into my life when I was about 12 or 13, that I was going to help change the world. So I'm like, all right, I'm going back to church. But because the recession had hit, wasn't making a lot of money and I was living off of student loans. And so I went back to what I knew, which is what my baby's father had taught me, which is how to sell massive amounts of marijuana with all of my connections that I had. So there I was trying to, you know, still go to church. And this is a testament to anyone that thinks they need to get right before they go to church or get right before they go hire a coach. Like, no, go do it first and you'll get right along the way. But I can remember sitting in church and I'd be getting ready to do my tithes and offerings and I opened my purse and this loud smell of marijuana hits me because I was still selling drugs while I was trying to get my life back into church. And I think that, that was my one message. God's like, he's like, really? He's like, what are you doing? I was like, you're right. But I didn't listen. I kept trying. I kept trying to like, you know, make the money like I used to because it used to be so easy for me. And this time around, because I had committed to God, it just didn't work. Like I could never make my money back. I was always missing weed. Like I was always missing money. And I was like, what's going on here? Like, am I dropping it somewhere? Is it falling out of a hole? Like I could not keep I could not keep it to save my life and I could not profit to save my life. And then I realized I didn't know this verbiage back then, but something in me was like, let it go. Like, that's a piece of your past. You said you want to start doing this now. Let it go. And for me, that was a big eye opener that I was acting out of alignment. If you said that you're going to do this, then why do you keep trying to go back and do the other thing? So for me, that was a big sign that I was out of alignment. 
Another big sign that I was out of alignment as far as friction and things just not working out no matter how hard I try was when I started a job in at the height of my at the 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 darkest part of my dark ages when I had fallen away from God after that um and fell into depression because I didn't get to become a pastor. You guys know the story. It's a long one. And I was like, you know what? I'm still serving tables. I've been doing this for way too long. I, I want to prove to myself in the world that I can do something else besides wait tables because clearly I'm not a pastor and clearly I'm not changing the world. So I, I got to do something because this is not, I don't, I don't feel good about myself. So I went to go get a sales job at Hilton Grand Vacations because all my other friends were making like thousands of dollars a week in commission. Well, I am not a salesperson in that sense. There are some people who can sell anything to you and they're great at it. But for me, I have to sell something that I believe in. And so I kept trying so hard and all it did was make me feel so bad about myself. All it did. Every day I'd come in and I was on a team. I was on the best team and I was the worst person on the best team. And every day I just kept sinking lower and lower into a depression. Cause I'm like, wow. So all you can do is wait tables. You you definitely aren't good enough to be a pastor and you can't even do sales. Like, what is your life? <laughs> like, what are you even going to do? And it just, it made me feel worse and worse and worse about myself. It did not help. There was no reason for me to be there. I was trying to prove something to myself and to other people. I was completely out of alignment. There's no reason for me to be there. Another example of me being out of alignment was while I was still in church, I should have swapped these stories so the timeline went better. But in about 2015, my best friend left for New York. Um, he's a dancer. He's an actor. He's a singer. He actually started a small business. And I meant to get the name so I could shout it out. Shout it out. But he creates, he does cosplay makeup. And he can create prosthetics for you, for your, your cosplay events, for Halloween, and all this stuff. I'll actually put his information in the show notes so you can check him out. Uh, his personal page, though, I think it's Ice FX Studio. So ice like ice cube, F like Frank, X like x-ray, and then studio. Uh, If you do shop with him or get something done, tell him I sent you. But he is extremely artistic. And when we were in church, uh, we would do hip hop dances for the students. And he would be the choreographer and I would be the mom, the leader, obviously. And not like that, but you know, I I was myself, I was there. And when he left, I remember I still wanted to try to create a hip hop dance because God put that on my heart like a few years ago. Like there weren't a lot of hip hop dances at our church then. There weren't really any. And I saw a bunch of urban kids that looked like younger Bonnie. And I was like, yo, they need an outlet and they need a reason to be here. And God put it on my heart. He's like, you're going to, you're going to start this big like movement in your church of urban kids not feeling like outcasts at church and not to like toot my own horn, but that's exactly what happened. And the, the hip hop dance community and just urbanists, if you will, is more embraced at that church now. And that's, that's, that's a story of me being in alignment and listening to God. But on the other hand, when my best friend left to go to New York, I tried to do a dance without him. It didn't go so well because not because I for many reasons. One, I don't know how to choreograph. I don't remember things very well. Okay. Number two, I was not very comfortable in my body, which meant that I couldn't dance full out in front of the kids. And it just it was not a good time. It was not a good time. And I remember one of my friends asking me like, yeah, why did you do that? Like everyone was wondering. And I was like, everyone saw it but me. Wow. And that's kind of what it's like to be out of alignment. Everyone can see it. Everyone can see it that that this is not a good call for you, but you can't because you're so close to the situation. Now, on the complete polar opposite, 
there is the feeling of being in alignment and it is like no other. I can remember when I was like heavy, heavy into church and we would do these retreats called fall renewal with the kids every fall. We'd go to a resort and we would just have back to back like breakout sessions. And, and I would have small groups of students and we'd talk about their trauma and the things that they went through and we have healing. And it was just, it was amazing. I can remember every fall renewal, I would take two steps and there'd be a kid who was there who needed me or something. And I would, I would walk over here and I'd be in a circle of people talking and, and it was just perfect. They're like, yo, this is perfect timing for you to come in on this conversation. And just like everywhere I went, it was just like God was just leading me to where I needed to be. It was perfect. And I was like, wow, is this what alignment feels like? Is this what there's a, I think there's this old like hymn, you know, order my steps, you know? And I was like, this is what it feels like to like, wow, this is insane. Um, I can remember in 2018 when I woke up from my depression and realized like, yo, that was just something that you had to go through for you to become, you know, the Bonnie that you will be. And the year that I woke up from my depression in 2018 and I really started like getting my shit together, everything started working out for me. Like the job that I used to hate and where I got mistreated, as I said earlier, bosses that would mistreat me and never, you know, like be like help me out or just really give me a hard time. Uh, God like swapped out the whole staff and now I have a crew of managers who absolutely love me, who see my hard work, who are giving me the best tables, who are giving me the VIP parties, who are giving me good hours, who gave me full time and gave me benefits so I could fix my teeth and that boosted my confidence. And then from there, it was just like back to back. Everything just kept going well for me because I finally got back into alignment. Alignment looks like being in places where you normally wouldn't be. And then you get to meet people that have created uh, things in your life that wouldn't have been there. Like my closest friends on the, on the, the online space, some of my fellow coaches and fellow entrepreneurs, I met them because I joined a program. And through that program, I met my girl Jasmine. And through Jasmine, Jasmine introduced me to another coach who I ended up working with. And her and I did his program together. And both of our businesses grew from there. And then from there, um, I introduced her to an online video coach. And she started working with him and is like, yo, you should probably hire him, the dude you introduced me to. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm working with him. And it's just like everywhere that I've gone has led me to the next step because I got into alignment and God is like, okay. And like doors open up when you're in alignment, but when you're out of alignment, it seems like every single door is closed. Yesterday, (laughs) there's a, I'm going to talk about chakras for a little bit. I, um, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but if you're into human design and if you're not go back and check the episode out with my girl, Kayla, where we talk about human design and human design is basically, if you're into astrology, if you're into, you know, those, the, if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I'm an Enneagram or I'm an EGBT57, whatever, and you're into like just kind of figuring out who you are and how you work, human design will blow your mind. It looks at it from an energetic perspective and it involves so many different um, sciences and so many different studies and belief systems. It is amazing. And it talks about how you should energetically show up in the world for who you are. Blew my mind. Anywho, so I'm a projector, which is a teacher. Go figure. I'm a projector. That's someone who learns systems and masters them so they can teach them to people. And it's funny because my whole life I used to tell myself I was a slow learner and that I, yeah, I just said I was a slow learner always. And now that I understand, no, you, you have to master a system and then you teach it to people. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so much better rather than you're a slow learner. I know people that can read books really fast and I'm a phenomenal reader. 
but it takes me forever to read a book because I'll literally read one paragraph, sit back, look at it, highlight it, write about it, talk about it, and then probably make a live about it. And then, you know, do all these things with one paragraph. And so for me to finish a book, I don't want to just say I flip through the pages. I want to absorb the information because it's not enough to just to know something. Knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is potential power. It's what you do with that knowledge. And if all you're doing is consuming podcasts or consuming books and you're not letting it come into you and transform you and actually change you, you could read all the books and all the podcasts in the world and it's still not going to do a damn thing. There's a reason why I quit going live every single day and giving out my podcast because it was giving people a sense, well, not giving out, but giving people that easy access. Oh, well, I'm already on Facebook. Oh, Bonnie's on. I guess I'll listen to some inspiration. Woohoo, I feel good about myself, did a good thing, and then go back to doing whatever they were doing. Now I'm making it like, yo, you want to hear the live podcast? I'm going to need you to take that extra step and join this community so that we can support you. Oh, you want to hear more from me? Then I'm going to need you to take that extra step and get in one of these courses so that you can actually start growing. So there's a method to my madness. Nonetheless, understanding who I am really helped me feel more in alignment. I can understand now that it's not that I'm slow. It's that this is what I was meant to do. And so last night I was putting together uh, one of my new courses and it's actually not new at all. When I first became a coach, I had a health coaching program and I would do it one-on-one with people and it was 12 weeks and it was my my signature program. And it's phenomenal and it is life-changing, but I kind of forgot about it because I, I moved into life coaching, which is the similar similar roadmap, but with different concepts. And then I moved more into mindset coaching which is also phenomenal. But I forgot about that amazing program that used to really help everyday women change their life because I started focusing on what success in my business looked like through other people's lenses. I started being like, well, I'm not a millionaire yet, so I guess my coaching isn't that great. Well, I'm not, you know, whatever. And I totally forgot about that program. And what I ended up doing this past six months was putting myself through hell, creating brand new courses and programs and scrambling to put things together back to back to back because I stopped taking one-on-one clients. And what I'm noticing is there was a fuck ton of resistance and stress to that. Not to creating the courses because I love that, but to me feeling like what I already have to offer is not enough. When all along the very first course that started my business is phenomenal. So what I decided to do was go back and and take my one-on-one coaching program that I used to do with people and make it into a course. And when I sat down to do that, I could feel my solar plexus. This is where the chakras are coming in. I could feel my solar plexus on fire. And the reason why I mentioned human design is because in my human design chart, my emotional authority is my solar plexus. So that's what I know something is a, as a full body hell yes is when I can feel that, 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 uh, uh, sorry, a, um, a chakra is like a bundle of energy, but literally it's where there happens to be a bundle of nerves in your body. And when I can feel that bad boy, like going off, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. This feels so good. This feels so right. And maybe your emotional authority isn't your solar plexus. Maybe it's your heart, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that when you are walking in your purpose and doing what you were called and created to do, there is no greater feeling. I remember just sitting there like smiling, like, yo, I just stressed myself out doing, staying up all night long and, you know, blah, blah, blah. When all the while, like I had this thing, like God helped me create this program. Like 
four or five years ago. And if I had just made it a course, then I would have, you know, eliminated some stress, but we live and we learn, right? <laughs> um, and so I hope that those examples kind of help you understand what alignment is, you know, help you understand what it means to be walking in your purpose and seeing doors open, seeing opportunities come back to back to back and, and, and just seeing your purpose fulfilled. And in the beginning, when I started recording this podcast, before I hit record, there was a song that was playing by Andy Minio, who I used to say I was going to marry. He's also a Christian rapper. And one of his songs, I love it. It's called Ex Nihilo. It's from one of his older albums, Heroes for Sale. And the chorus is like, let me back up too close. Now I can see the whole picture. And that's how I feel when, when I can look back and see how everything played a role in me getting to where I am now. Everything was a part of the bigger picture. And until we're able to really understand our purpose, it's very hard to see the bigger picture. And so I want to challenge you. If you have felt like you're going through life and you are just misaligned and you have no idea like what you're doing, or you feel like, again, like I said in the, in the, in the promo for this podcast, if there wasn't for bad luck, you'd have no luck or you can't catch a break to save your life. If you feel like that, I want you to consider that it's perhaps because you're on a track or a route that you were never supposed to be on. I'm not telling you that once you get into alignment that everything will be perfect, but I am telling you that there is this paradigm that I use in my coaching and it is super transformational and it is that everything is happening in your favor. That everything is happening as it should. Everything is happening in, in, the, in the order that it needs to because if you needed something that you don't have right now, if you feel that you need something that you don't have, it's because you're not ready for it. There's still pieces of you that need to either be broken down or examined. This year I started off, I created a course called Exponential Abundance and it's still one of my favorite courses that I've made. And I give you a very quick view, a quick, okay? Because this is a deep stuff, but I give you a quick view of how your wiring of your mind works and how it has to do with the way that you perceive and live your life. I also give you a quick overview of what your soul, your spirit is and how it's connected to your body and how your mind and your emotions and your soul are connected. And how, whether you believe in manifestation or not, we are always manifesting and we are always creating our future based off of what we focus on. And so many of us put ourselves out of alignment by focusing on all of the things that we don't want. I don't like my life. I don't like my job. I am unhappy. And this is what you choose to focus on. And so your brain, here's this, you create this thought and you immediately attach an emotion to it. And your emotions affect the biochemistry within your body. What hormones are released? How is Bonnie feeling? You guys have seen that one Disney movie with the emotions. It's, it's like that. Um, you tell your body what to feel and what to think. And as a result, it's like a program. And so you are always programming yourself what to believe, what to experience, what direction to go. And if you are constantly showing yourself everything that you don't want to do, that is the direction that you will go in. 
There's a reason why we, in the, at the end of the course, I teach you how to make a vision board because when you are focusing on what you do want, you are now creating a new thought pattern, new emotions. Because if I get up and I look at my vision board every day and I see my purpose, the bigger purpose, the bigger dream that I want every day and the thoughts that the emotions that are attached to that thought are good thoughts. Now my body is releasing positive hormones and positive chemicals that get me excited about that goal. And so the more I see it, the more I start to believe that this is real because your subconscious brain just believes what you show it. And that's why when you guys watch like crap TV, I'm so sorry. Like I love Shameless, but I can't watch that show because I used to watch it when I was depressed and I would have, I would do dumb stuff and then be like, well, at least I'm not as bad as the Gallagher's. First of all, the Gallagher's are not the standard. Okay. But if these are the things that you're constantly showing yourself, like I'm not saying you have to quit watching your shit TV, but I'm just letting you know that everything that you put before your eyes, you are programming yourself. So I fill my brain with positivity all day long from motivational speeches, from women, other female entrepreneurs who are doing what I want to do and are years ahead of me, other coaches, other speakers, other people who are doing the things that I want to do. That's what I put in front of my face. And as I do it now, guess what? I feel really good about myself. And because I feel good about myself, I start making different choices. And because I start making different choices, they put me in situations and, and around people that are also vibing with me because now I'm on their level. Now I'm vibing good. There were people who could not stand me before because I was so negative and my energy was so just, oh, well, you know, oh, I'm not going to make any money today and oh, things always happen good for her. And, oh, all of these things. We put ourselves out of alignment by what we choose to focus on. So I want to challenge you to, to take a moment, take a week or, or take the rest of your life to start being intentional about what you choose to focus on. And you'll notice that the more you start to focus on what you do want, instead of, oh, I wish I could have this, but I don't have money. Oh, I wish I could. Guys, my life changed when I quit saying, oh, I wish I could afford, you know, to work with John Maxwell as a coach. I wish I could do this. And I was like, you know what? Instead of, I wish I had this, I am going to become the type of woman that can afford a coach. And because that was the idea that I started feeding myself, my world started to change. I started to make better money at work. I started to, to, to be confident and, and, and be able to take risk and take challenges. And now I am that woman who every year, at least twice a year, I dish out a bunch of money to hire a coach to help me keep leveling up. But it wouldn't have started if I didn't start to change my, my thinking and get aware about my thoughts and get aware about what I'm focusing on because everything, what you focus on expands. So what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on how you can never catch a break? Are you focusing on how life is so hard? Are you focusing on all of the negative things? Or, or are you thinking about the life that you want to create? It's not a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. It irks me to the core that we have embedded this idea in women and young girls and children that it's not okay to dream, that your dreams will never come true, that your dreams are a fairy tale. No, your dreams are divine downloads and previews of God showing you what you could be if you live to your potential, what you could be if you get into alignment. But because so many other people have denied themselves of their dreams, because so many other people have either uh, decided that the work was too much and they couldn't do it, they can't stand to see you live out yours. I was listening to my homegirl, Rachel M. Rocca. I can't wait to have her on the show. She's a, she's a young human with an old soul. And she was saying, you know, this is tough work. I do what I do because I feel that this is my divine calling and this is what God told me to do. 
God told me to use my voice. And at a young age, I was like, okay, didn't quite understand what that meant. And through every dark period, I can remember like deep down in my soul saying, this is what you asked for. This is what you asked for. So you got to get back up, Bonnie. This is a heavy crown. This is what you asked for. You got to get back up. And what she was saying is, Rachel said, this is not easy work. This is not for the faint at heart. This is not for the weak. And so I want you to realize that it's not going to be easy because you get into alignment, but it is going to be the most fulfilling and rewarding path that you could ever choose. So it's basically like choose your heart. You can stay living out of alignment and feeling like you don't have a purpose and feeling empty inside and always searching for other things to, to give you temporary boost of fulfillment and satisfaction. Or you can take the road less traveled and understand that this is a heavy crown I'm going to wear because I am divinely made and created and I have a divine purpose. But with that divine purpose comes divine responsibility. And with responsibility, it demands growth. And with growth, it demands discomfort. And you have to ask yourself, am I willing to go through this discomfort to create, to embrace this life that I was meant to live that will be the most fulfilling thing I could ever do? That's your question. That's your homework. That's your assignment. And if you start to go down this road and you realize, yo, I need a little more guidance. That's what I'm here for. And if not me, I have a network of amazing light workers, healers, coaches, mentors, uh, podcast recommendations, all that. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're not on Facebook, because I know a lot of women, they're like, Bunny, I hate Facebook. I'm like, I'm sorry about your life. <laughs> but if you are not a part of my Facebook community, Boss Up Lifestyle, I would love to invite you to join it. The link will be in the show notes. If you feel like you're ready to take that first step into your, your, your alignment journey or your personal development or just really starting to, to uncover because we're all like diamonds that have to have the coal brushed off. If you're ready to start that journey, send me a DM and let's talk about what would make the most sense for you. Because just there's a lot of things out there for us. There's a lot of things out there advertising this, this course, this coach, this book, this blah, blah, blah. But I need you to understand that just because it's there doesn't mean it's for you. And there are levels of consciousness that we need to be at in order to be able to handle certain things. Otherwise, it will overwhelm you and you will run away and you'll go back to default and you'll go back to living your settled life because you, you jumped in too soon and it was too much. If you have a lot to work on, if you have a lot to uncover, um, you need it in smaller doses. It's a coaching secret. And that's why people like quit early because they're like, it's not happening fast enough. And I'm like, you're not ready you want to do my workouts? You will die. <laughs> you know, you want to do the stuff, I, my morning routine? You will, you will quit in a week. If you I'm like, give yourself some time to adjust to this change in this new life. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning into the podcast a day, a day, today. As always, if you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and screenshot it and post it in your story and I will shout you out. If this podcast is helping you, you know what would help me? You go ahead and leave a review on Spotify or iTunes so that we can continue to spread this message and do the good work of awakening the consciousness of the collective, of waking up everyone and letting them know like, yo, you've been asleep, but it's time to wake up and step into your purpose. If you're interested in working with me, whether it's through one of my health coaching programs, life coaching, spirituality, or even fitness, uh, there will be links in the show notes. Or if you're watching this live with me, you can just simply send me a DM and we can start a conversation about what your, you know, what your next step will look like for you. Until then, guys, continue to, to align and 
and continue to thrive and continue to step into your divine energy. I love you. Have the best day of your entire life. And until next time.